What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yes, indeed. There it is. The music. That means it's Tuesday on the middle. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Tell a friend. Set the notifications so your uh, computer systems and phones are ringing all over the place like mine. Uh, But Barrett has a new setup today. Look at this fresh look from Barrett with his new computer. His new camera built into the computer, I guess. And then uh, the microphone setup, man, looking good. Ah, uh, now the, vi- the microphone's not on. Oh, this is perfect. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. I can't wear my halter tops now because you can see almost down. So I got to wear, wear full shirts now. You know, That's you right. Halter top, a cutoff. Right. You, no cutoffs anymore, man. <laughs> How about that? So when did you get that set up? Yesterday? Well, yeah, yeah. Last night I was fumbling around with it, you know, trying to look for stuff, you know, just like you for the uh, for the show tomorrow or actually today. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I got to get this thing going. You know, I went out and bought this this iMac and I, I got to make sure that I can use it because I was still back on my Surface. You know, I got a Microsoft, right, Microsoft right. Surface. Right. So I said, you know what? Let me let me just fool around with this and see what I could do. And I had to go into settings, change everything around if it's plugged in, you know, and, uh-huh. you know, I mean, it, it's just better this way. That way I can hardwire this. It could stay hardwired instead of you know this this um the surface man. It, it, it's hardwired man, but it you know it goes into the port. Now I don't like the way the port is because I can see it starting to move a little bit because it's it's um because um the USB port uh-huh. is starting to get loose. So uh-huh. you know I'm not even gonna chance it. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with something that I'm gonna have for a while. I mean there's plenty right. of room on it. Pretty you know it's, it's a nice computer man. Plus everybody's going with uh with these iMacs anyways. And, you know, it almost screwed me before, you know, mess around with you in, in the in the Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was trying to text you, it was texting the computer. So I said, right. I might as well just get it going, man. So so now when the grandson gets on the internet, it's not going to interfere as much. Is that what you're saying? Because yes. you're hardwired. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so I'll That's be good a big, to go. Big move right there. <laughs> huge, now, huge. did you do all that yourself or did you need a consultant to come in and help with the setup? Like, did Xander have to hook up like some you know, techno whiz to drive over to your place or did you handle this all yourself? <laughs> no, no, I did it myself, man. I just went into settings and, awesome. you know, and, um, I mean, I had, I had to go back in and, and, and 
set my um my um Apple account up in. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean I I had to put a new credit card on it because I hadn't used an iMac because I you know I have a MacBook Pro. Yeah, so that I use just to, I just use my MacBook Pro just to 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 edit stuff. You know, what I mean, it's it's um I have I got Final I got Cut that on. right over here. See yeah, so I I actually have like two or three of them. I have two. I have actually have an iMac. I mean, mm-hmm. um, a MacBook Pro, and then I have two uh, MacBook Airs, and wow. I you basically just use those to just edit. You know, I have Final Cut on it. Yeah, and that's why I, you know, do my like when I'm when for your baritones and all that stuff. Yeah, and then oh, towards yeah. the end of the year, I got to go in and make me a, um, you know, a, um, a demo reel. So okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's time to go talk to the bosses about getting more money. I got to make sure I got my stuff together. So right. I um I usually really get back into it, you know, and and editing and everything once that time of year comes back because I you know I gotta take my college football stuff and edit games with that and it's a pain in the butt, man. But you got to do what you got to do. You got to go get the money, man. Yeah, exactly right. Well, good good on you for getting that that getting that all squared away. Um, now we're gonna be we're trying to get some guests here for today, and I, I fell you know short with Emery Hunt. Apparently, he's a great guest. We had him on a while back, you might remember. You, me, mm-hmm. and Aton, way back in the beginning of football season, I want to say. Maybe even before the season. It was before, it yeah. Been. It was before. And he was a great guest. I reached out to him today. He's at some NFL PA game or something, and he said he couldn't do it this week. So he said, next week, uh, check back with me. Should be able to make it happen. Uh, but then we, you know, you know, we started thinking, like, you know, Mikey Mulhern is so good on this show. Uh, and he wants to be somewhat of a semi-regular guest, apparently. Yes. So, we, what he's going to come on tomorrow? Well, let me, no, it's not going to be. He says, "Man, I can't today. Three-year-old, um, three-year-old's daycare is closed for the weekend. We have a, t- um, we have to be, we have to keep the terror." <laughs> <laughs> he says. So uh, he said he, we might be able to do it on Thursday because one of the parents might possibly pick him up. Oh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. <laughs> okay well all right we'll, we'll see well, you with the mountain troll today right well dude i got the mountain troll today and i have the golf podcast tonight because uh the event starts tomorrow they moved this is it because of football so it's kind of related they moved the pga tour event from thursday sunday which is the normal course of business every week to wednesday saturday so they wouldn't what? have to go head to head against the championship games on Sunday for the final round. How about that? Talk about the power of football. I mean, they're moving. Other sports (laughs) are moving their events, you know, uh, up a day so they don't even have to worry about competing against them. But that's that throws everything else. You know, all these people that do fantasy sports, fantasy golf, you know, one and done pools, which I got going, all that kind of stuff gets moved up a day. So we're going to have to go tonight. So today's a busy day and we got to start it right here. Uh, because I saw here that, you know, uh, John McMullen, of course, of Birds 365, and he's actually available everywhere all over the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's got a couple of things today that I saw. I sent you one from Philly Voice, but the other one that I saw was on Twitter where he is making predictions what? on the coaching hires around the NFL. And he put this out. This? Yeah, he put this out an hour ago, Barrett. I don't make predictions on coaches. To be right. honest with you, unless it involves my team, I hope every one of these teams hires the wrong guy and it <laughs> ends in a fiery car wreck. 
Okay. Well, your 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 theme. You right. Want chaos. Chaos, chaos <laughs> and more bad teams just doing bad things and staying bad. That I I love that. Okay, because uh, we don't want the Bears to get it right, do we? No. We don't no. want the freaking Giants to ever get it right anymore. Nope. Right after their Coughlin years, where they you know went nine and seven and we you know got hot in the playoffs and ended up beating the Patriots twice. We don't need any more of that crap. Well, yeah, we, we want to keep them down because we're down right now. Let's keep them down. Bro. Exactly. Um, he says, my current head coaching predictions, the Bears will hire Eberflus, the defensive guy from the Colts, right? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. He says, the Broncos are going to hire Hackett. You know what? That's... I, I heard right. they're high on him. There's some other guys that I follow that are out there, and yeah. they're saying that Hackett appears to be in the lead. Uh, and apparently they sent the corporate jet for him to come in for maybe his second interview. So that's always a good sign. Right, right. If, if you're the candidate and the owner is firing up the, uh, the Learjet or the G5 to come get you, you're pretty, you're pretty secure that he likes you quite a bit. Absolutely. Right? Um, the Texans. Jonathan Gannon. Wow. Now has he he has had two interviews with them, I believe, right? Right, right, right. And apparently he fell out of favor with the Broncos. The Broncos okay. moved him down and they moved Hackett up. Well, they like um, Hackett better, anyways. Right. And he's an offensive guy. Yep. Right? Yep. Now he comes from a long line of kind of uh mediocre offensive coaches, that Hackett family. I don't know. They're, they're, they're lifers in the NFL game. I don't know that any <laughs> any of them have ever done anything to really stand out, but it's a well-known football uh, coaching family uh, for whatever that were. The Jaguars, Byron Leftwich. He's going for his second interview, I think, today. He may, he may have already had it. If not, yeah. it's today. Yeah, that's yep. right. Because uh, they're now out of the playoffs. So it, it's uh, now these guys can really start, you know, to – you know, work this up, you know, when, when you interview the first time and then you got to sit around and wait because your team's still in the playoffs, you know, that sometimes holds these guys back, but he's free to go. And I would, I would not be surprised. That's one that I really am confident in that John is getting right here. Left, which to the Jaguars. And that it's means a mass. That- well, you know, my fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I would say it's going to be a mass exodus from Tampa Bay with the coaching, with coaching, not with just with coaching, but with with players also, they have so many free agents. They can't knock them. They have to sign back their center. They they have to sign uh, Jensen back yet. Your, your boy Jensen, yeah, yeah. He's got to sign back. The receiver has to sign back. Right. Leonard Fournette. Has to, they have so many guys that have to sign back. They will be horrible next year. Well, I, I saw something where Arians was quoted yesterday as saying they're not rebuilding; they're reloading for 2022. Uh, well, that's all you know. Well and good, you can say whatever you want, but if number 12 doesn't come back, guess what? Right, you're rebuilding. <laughs> okay, you don't reload on the fly after you lose him. Exactly. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Apparently, he's still thinking about what he's going to do. The the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I love this. Who knows? <laughs> now, I didn't know who knows was interviewing for any of these jobs. But right, apparently, right. who knows is in the lead out in Las Vegas. Um, the Dolphins. This is an interesting one. 
He's already had uh, one short opportunity in the NFL. Vance Joseph. Okay. All okay. right. Yeah. Now, wasn't he? Was he with Texans? Yeah. He started te- out. He started his career out with the with the Broncos. Right. And wasn't he a head coach with the Broncos for like a year or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It didn't last very long. He's the defensive coordinator with the, with Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals Club. right now. He's my frat brother. Um, we uh. Very good friend of mine. I tried to get him on a couple shows, but he just wouldn't go on. But he's one of those guys that you know, a leader. He he gets guys hype. He he'll be he's. I think he's a pretty good head coach in all actuality. I mean, I, I think he's a really good coach. He's been doing went to University of Colorado. Okay, you know Vance. Um, Vance was pretty good, man. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes these guys get it right on their second opportunity. Yeah, his, his brother played um, at the University of Nebraska, was a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Vance was the DB, yeah, at Colorado. All right, so he's got him penciled in as the Dolphins' choice. Um, the Vikings, this is an interesting one because this is one of these names that I wasn't all that familiar with at first. He thinks Kevin O'Connell will get that job. He's currently the Rams' offensive coordinator. He's already interviewed once for it now they're still in the playoffs so um that might be on hold what do you what do you know about him i don't i don't nothing. know anything about him nothing yeah. I, i'm gonna tell you the truth i i don't know and if i say anything i'd just be guessing um, okay <laughs> no that's fair uh <clears throat> now the giants dayball yeah so he's I, lining up the bills assistant general manager who was hired as the new gm with the Bills offensive coordinator as the new head coach. That's probably going to happen, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Right, right. It's almost but a foregone conclusion, I would say, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it seems so. It's It seems like a, you know, as Howie would say, it, it's a fit. <laughs> you know, it's a fit. Um, <laughs> now, I got a, I got a text yesterday from our buddy, down in Houston, Jake Asman. Okay. Remember Jake? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Jets. Yeah, he says, I'm hearing that Gannon is going to be the next head coach for the Texans. How do you guys feel about him? So I, I responded to him. I said, boy genius didn't have a lot to work with here, but his unit rarely got pressure on quarterbacks, and his back end was very passive in coverage. He took advantage of garbage quarterbacks late in the season. Now, is that a fair assessment of Mr. That's an Gannon's absolute fair time? assessment. All right. Because I just want to make sure I'm giving out the right information. It, then it, he it, says, it, I wonder what his leadership qualities are. And I said, ah, they're probably pretty good. I don't know. See, you should have said that. Because no? I, I can't see, you know, because he, he, had, he had players, you know, speaking out of context of what the defense is trying to do. Well, the veteran Fletcher Cox did. Yeah, Fletcher. Yeah, we know that. About it. Right. Um, also, uh, you know, um, I, I just can't see him as a guy. You take on, you take on the 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 demeanor of your coach, mm-hmm. and playing soft is his demeanor, and guys don't want to play soft, man. All right. So then I should amend this. Yes. And I, what do you want me to tell him here? I said maybe say, I'm going to say maybe I misspoke. Say maybe um, he's a better delegator to he, – he might be a great delegator to his to his coordinators to get his point across. 
because he didn't do that with his players. All right. Maybe he's a good delegator with his coaches. Yep. But he missed on that here with his players. Yes. There you go right, right there. See, this is like this they... team talked about the head coach, but they never talked about Gannon. They never came to his defense. They right. all went to um to um <clears throat> they all went to Sirianni's defense. Right. Whenever he says something stupid, they never nobody nobody stepped up and said anything for Gannon and in his coaching abilities. Yeah, you know, excuse me. I mean, if I'm wrong, tell me who did. Right. No, I don't know. No, I don't think you're wrong. I'm gonna say the team played up to his passive demeanor. There you go. That's, Boom. All right. See, this is how this works here. We're doing poetry, this, man. We're doing this live. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully Jake goes on the air today and goes word for word with that. Right, right. I would love that. All right. So th- there you have it. Now, we still don't know what Jarrah Jones is going to do down in Dallas. Right, right. Well, evidently he's sticking with his guy, I guess. He is? It looks like it. Well, then his son must have, must really run the show there because I would think Jera would have hit the the eject button already. Well, you know, I, I really think do. his son. I think his son is taking um taking more of an active role in all of that, you know, in the decision making. And you know, it's kind of like his dad being a. He's not really the spearhead anymore. He might be the base of the spear instead of being the spearhead. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, drafting, Jerry would have never drafted like he drafted these last two two years. I think he was spot on with these last yeah. two drafts. He kicked our ass as far as the draft this year. Right. I, I would think that um, that the son had a lot to do with that. Don't you well, think? Yeah, I think he had a whole lot to do with that. Now, is, if, if this is true and the Texans end up hiring him, right, what do you think the Eagles do? We know what we'd like them to do. We'd like them to go get you know more of a salty veteran kind of defensive coach, like a Fangio or a Zimmer or some guy like that. But what do you think they will do? Good question. Do Good they question. promote from within? No. No? Like who? I don't know. I don't They're, know. They, they, I don't think they could promote from within. Um, you know, that's that's probably a great research project to do you know today that's that's probably why I'm, I'm gonna go through a look at you know the possibility of, of, of coordinators because you can't really look at a defensive coordinator that's right. already a defensive coordinator you gotta look if you gotta look at a position coach unless he's in college or something right 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 right, right. absolutely right absolutely right um because you can't he you i don't think you can make a lateral move in the nfl you can't go from a defensive coordinator here to a defense coordinator there I think you have to go from a position coach right. to a coordinator instead, or a head coach down to a coordinator. I mean, we got um, Nick Rallis is the linebackers coach. Never heard of him. Nope. Now, the D-line coach I've heard of, if if it's the same guy I'm thinking of, Tracy Rocker. Didn't yeah, he play Tracy. in the league for a little while? Yeah, he played in the league. He, he was also, um, I think he was like Mississippi State or Auburn, I think. Auburn. I think it might have been know, Auburn. Yeah, SEC school. Yeah. Yeah, definitely SEC school. Um, damn it. I mean, look at these new defensive coordinators are out, you know, like 49ers. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did they hit it on the they hit the head on the nail? Right. Man. And he was they here for it. a couple years as a linebacker. D'Amico Ryan D'Amico. stepped in as he's that dude, you know, and yeah. he learned under a pretty good uh defensive coordinator, too. You know what I mean? Uh so. the def- yes, he did. The defensive backs coach, Dernard Wilson. Um, who else here? Assistant defensive backs coach DK McDonald. He wouldn't get that kind of promotion. No. Uh, yeah. Well, defensive what? quality control. Nah. What about Mayo? Well, Mayo's up in New England now. He wasn't he getting interviewed with the Raiders, I believe. Yeah. For the head but, coaching position. Yeah, but if he doesn't, he's just a linebacker coach. Right. In New England. Right. Why wouldn't yeah. you take a chance to make him a defensive coordinator? Well, that's that's an option. Yeah. That's yeah. A, I think that's a pretty good option. Let me see where if Mayo is listed here in any place besides Las Vegas. Because I think Gerard Mayo and Rich Basaccia are the only two that are listed as interview options for the Raiders on NFL.com. Okay. Um. Josh McCown. Okay. Everybody's going younger. Yeah, they really are. But it's amazing how much. Oh, here Mayo is listed for the Broncos too. He okay. interviewed. He interviewed apparently with the Broncos at least once. Uh, but M- M- uh, McMullen is thinking that that's going to go Hackett's way, who's the Packers' offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And he's listed as a finalist along with Dan Quinn and Kevin O'Connell. Notice how nobody – he didn't name Dan Quinn getting any of these jobs. Nope. That's kind of interesting. It's really interesting because I, I really think that he's uh, – I thought he was going to be end up being the Cowboys head coach. Mm-hmm. Right. I was thinking that. Uh-huh. Which would I, – I would hate that because you, they would take on that identity. And that's all they need to take it over the top. They have a great, um, they have great players in their organization. They just don't have anybody to lead those players in the right direction. I don't understand why in the world you don't take advantage of you know the offensive firepower that you have on that team. Hmm. You had you know again to see they had probably the best receiving core in the league, uh, the best running back tandem in the league one of the better offensive lines in the league. Right. And, you know, how do you fizzle out from that? Good point. Good question. Um, But the other name that's not mentioned here as getting anything is Doug P. Well, that's Doug P. And he interviewed, you know, at least two spots. I believe Chicago and Jacksonville, I think, were the two spots. I thought he was going to go – I thought he was going to interview with the Giants also. I guess he didn't get an opportunity. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see him on this list. They looked at the Giants. Apparently, looked at Lou Anarumo, who's the Bengals' defensive coordinator. Brian Dable, who they're expected to hire, according to McMullen. Brian Flores, Leslie Frazier, Patrick Graham, their own defensive coordinator, and Dan Quinn. Hmm. So, but they hired Joe Schoen who's the Bills' assistant general manager. So that's why everybody thinks they're going to hire Dable. Right. So so there you go. That usually goes hand in hand. I would love it 
if Bears, Vikings, I don't care so much about the Dolphins, uh, Bears and Vikings all just picked the wrong guy and just <laughs> ended up in eternal, like, chaos. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like what's going on with uh, Cleveland also. Exactly. Yeah, we need more of those. We need more of those in the NFC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know, trying to push us up through the ranks by pushing everybody else down. I mean, you look <laughs> at the young, nice young quarterback. Everybody's in the AFC right now, man. Just, just leave them there. Mm-hmm. You know, the great receivers. I mean, the, the great uh, coordinators. I mean, uh, <clears throat> the great quarterbacks. I think are all in the in the um, AFC. <clears throat> Excuse yeah, me, especially um, the young ones. You know, <clears throat> yeah. From what I heard from from um, down in in. With the Bucks, I mean, look at what they have going on. I mean, you hear what do you, if you hear what Brady's saying? He says, "Well, his his wife doesn't like, you know, doesn't like to see him get beat up like he got beat up this last game." Yeah, I mean, he got his ass kicked this last game. Yeah, he did. You know, and he said he wants to, you know, be around his kids more. Right. And it's sounding. It's sounding like this might be it. No question, because yeah. that's that's a real that's real man. Because I know when I retired. And I, I would have did that coaching internship, you know, probably a year after I retired. I went With back the to Ravens. school. Yeah, I went back to school, got my MBA. Then after that, you know, I said, I've got to get back into football. So I did that coaching internship with the Ravens and loved it. But I figured out real quick that my time with my family would be just like it was when I was in the NFL, probably even worse because there's more time with being a coach, um, you know, than it was with being a player. You know, a player, you go in, I go in at 6 o'clock. And I'm out of there by, by six o'clock. Coaches go in at six, well, five thirty, mm-hmm. and they don't leave until like nine, ten o'clock at night. Right. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. That's a, it's so a I mean, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do that. So just thinking about that, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. And I can see Brady's thinking the same thing. Like, is there any more money that I need to make? I mean, I've made mm-hmm. all the money. Right. Um, I don't His need wife more notoriety. Makes a ton of money, and he's gonna right. make a ton of money with this TB12 once he, even more when he retires. You know exactly, exactly. You know? And he'll have his hands in a lot of other stuff too. With a guy with that kind of cash, right. he'll be investing that stuff in other ventures. And does he need another ring? He's already the the ring master. He's now, the lord of the rings. He always said, like, what's what's your uh, what's your favorite ring? And he'd always say the next one. Yep. <laughs> but he's got seven. I mean, my God, how many? Exactly. <laughs> no, let Jeez. somebody else win. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> let somebody else win. Right. Now, uh, 91 LSXer says, speaking of names not getting interviews, where are all of last year's Deuce fans? Right. Uh, it's hard for Deuce to have, like, gone through that season that Detroit had and really looked like a, a viable candidate. They need to start winning some games. Don't you they think? They definitely do. Yep, they definitely yeah. do. That's hard. And I'm also wondering why be enemy. You know, I know we touched yeah. on it a little bit. Um, maybe you got some outside stuff that people know about that they don't want necessarily coming up right now that he can't get past. But be yeah. enemy, I thought he was going to be a sure shot for at least an interview. Well, he did get some interview. He did get an interview. I want to. I'll show you where. Hold on a second. Let me get through here. Um, it was not with Chicago. It looked like Denver interviewed him. Okay, all right. It says the interview was completed for Eric Bieniemy. Let me check if there's any other places. Um, Jacksonville apparently did not look at him. 
Mm-hmm. Neither did the Raiders. Neither did the Dolphins. Nor the Vikings. Wow. Nor the Giants. So it was he just. Was with, he was with the Vikings for a long time as a running back coach and tight end coach. Oh, he was? Yeah. He oh, Vikings okay. for a long, long time. Yeah. According to this, they completed interviews with Bowles, Gannon, Hackett, Kellen Moore, Raheem Morris, Dan Quinn, D'Amico Ryan's got an interview there in Minnesota, okay. and Kevin O'Connell. And that's who, th- who uh, McMullen thinks they're going to hire. Yep. An offensive guy. That works with McVeigh. Yep. So yep. all you have to do and is he, he's got that look too. He's got that McVeigh look. The McVay, he does. Kyle Shanahan look. Yeah, the little young boy, schoolboy look. You know. Okay, I couldn't he's pick him out of a lineup. I, 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 I don't know. I looked him up. Oh, I just you did. Looked him up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so <laughs> that young boy look. Yeah, man. He's, they got the young boy look. It seems uh, like that's the direction everybody's going now, man. Right. Yeah, like Gannon reminds me of the guy in uh, with the Chargers. Right, right. Staley. Right. He kind of right, looks right. like him. Both of them look like they could still be in high school. They all look like they should play in a movie, Point Break. A surfing movie, right? Oh, yeah. A surfing movie called Point Break. Give me two, Utah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Utah, give me yep, two. Yep. <laughs> Look at Birdman 990. You're right. Brady will be a better businessman than he was a quarterback. If he takes wow. that same way of thinking, yeah, he'll be a great, great quarterback. I mean, a great, great businessman, man. Plus, he wouldn't have to work. As, he'd work hard at it, even though he wouldn't have to work that hard. at He'd work hard at it just so he could just – just who he is. This is his makeup. Right. Yeah. It, uh, I doubt I doubt there's a lot of failure going on there in the future. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It just just doesn't strike me that uh, that that family is set up to fail. Oh, Harry, he doesn't have to do anything. Man. I know. If you had half his money, would you be working as hard as he's working? No, I wouldn't be working at all. You kidding me? <laughs> Seriously, I have my wife still working, doing her supermodeling. If I'm him, and I'd right. be playing, I'd be playing golf. I'd join like 20 golf clubs around the world, and I'd have my I'd I'd have my jet and my pilot. And uh, I just go fly around and play golf while she works. They'll make me a sandwich. (laughs) I wouldn't even need a sandwich because he doesn't eat bread. Oh, that's right. Remember, he doesn't eat the bread. Right, right, right. Curry said that. Yeah, right. He would come in here into my kitchen and he'd take a look at that pumpernickel stuff that I got, the Jewish pumpernickel bread. He'd throw it right in the trash. And then he'd go to my sourdough and he'd throw that in the trash. (laughs) You're man after my all. I like pumpernickel and sourdough bread. Oh, I love it. I love it, I, dude, and I, and nobody in my family likes it. So if I, if I don't eat it all myself, right, it just goes bad. It just goes bad. Yeah. Then uh, do you put it in the in the refrigerator? Yes, that can help it for a little. It slows while. it down. Yep, it slows, it slows the it down. death down. Let's put yep. it. Back. <laughs> yep. Oh man! All right, we're gonna take a quick timeout. We'll be back. We got this uh, other piece uh, from McMullen that interested you that regarding that video that we played yesterday about the Tampa Bay. Uh, linebackers coach telling his players that Jalen can't read the defense. Well, we'll see, more. Go ahead. Harry, did not, wasn't I saying the same thing? It's not just Jalen. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I say that now people are on it now. Right. I've been saying, I got a lot to talk about on that too. All can't right. Wait. We'll be back with all that and more on the middle right here on the Jacob media YouTube channel. Back in three. Go for the midnight dares. 
Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, welcome back. The middle on a Tuesday, Barrett and Harry. Barrett's got the new computer set up, looking fly over there, man. <laughs> I, your glasses look different. Like the, the glare on the glasses looks even better. Well, I mean, computer. this is this is new Apple stuff, man. You know, you guys, I, I still can't trade over to a, an iPhone. I got to stay uh-huh. with my Droid. Yeah, but I mean, it, it definitely makes life easier with these uh, with this new computer, man. It definitely does. All right, now let's get into this because I sent this to you and you. You touched on this yesterday. And even before yesterday. Right, right. Yeah, this has kind of been a theme uh, for pretty much the at least the second half of the season. Yep. yep. uh, With regards to Jalen and, you know, other quarterbacks in the league. But McMullen puts it in Philly voice today. It says reading the NFL's problem at quarterback. And um, he's got the the video of the Buccaneers linebackers coach, I believe, you know, uh, on the sidelines after forcing a sack on Hertz saying, this guy can't read, keep him moving around. Now he can't read. He's going to give us a couple meaning turnovers. Right. And sure enough. He did. Uh, how many times was it? Two interceptions. 
Yep. In that game. Yeah. And he goes on to say, Hertz's inability to, quote, read defenses is an NFL problem. However, not just a Philadelphia issue. Well, actually, you know what? You know, actually, the coach is Kevin Ross, a local guy. Oh, that Ross was a Temple guy. Yeah, local he, guy. Yeah. He's been coaching for Arians ever since, like, like they are out in Arizona together. I remember yep. he might have been with him at certain spots elsewhere in the NFL, too. But, yeah, I know Kevin. I think yeah, he's he a South Jersey guy. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin Ross said it, and it, it it is a problem that these new quarterbacks coming into the league, I mean, they're 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 faced with. Mm-hmm. See, I tried to break it down yesterday, but you know, I'll make it even simpler. Everybody look if you look at college football games, the entire team when they're on the field, they go to the line, and what do they all do? Look at the sideline. Exactly. When you look yeah. at the sideline to see what the call is, that's keeping them from reading um reading the defense right the coaches are doing it yeah the coaches are right. so how are you teaching this young kid how to read the defense if he did look if he's looking at you to tell him what to run right yeah so that's I mean that's the problem right there the problem is not necessarily they can't they're just not taught to right right and it's gonna take them a while for them to learn that yeah that's that, on the shotgun with these spread offenses defensive coordinators when you get to this level they scheme you more they they, mm-hmm. they do things to stop what your strength is they didn't do that in college. No. In college, man, they just went out there on a whim and a prayer and hope that those front four can 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 create pressure or they might right. send a blitzer. Every now and then they'll send a blitzer. Right. Yeah. So right. they didn't have to deal with that in college. So it's not just him. It, that's why it took so long for Allen to get to where he is. Mm-hmm. Um you look at, you know, you look yeah, at um, you think Patrick they're running Mahomes. sophisticated defenses in the Mountain West Conference, which right. is where he came from at, at Wyoming? No, hell no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And can you imagine it's probably double and tripled once you go over to uh the Pac 12? Right. Because they really don't play any did I mean, at least I mean, they don't even play defense. They play defense worse than the Big 12, and the Big 12 doesn't play defense, period. Right. Now let me no. ask you, since we know that the best players by and large on defense are playing the SEC. Yes. That doesn't necessarily mean they're being coordinated like the pros are. I mean, it's like they're not. Right. You, you could survive more on their athleticism and just their, you know, the fact that how good they are as players, just straight players without even scheming them. Right. Oh, no, no. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, you see Burroughs playing the way he's playing. Mm-hmm. He's used to being around those top tier defenses. So that doesn't bother him to have everybody flying around him because that's all he saw when he was right. in college. Think about how many, uh, you know, future pros he went up against every day in, co- in practice. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and you look at Hurts. Look how many pros did he throw to? Right. He played yeah. with. I mean, these guys come into the league, man, and they don't know how to read, man. They, they they haven't had to. All they do is get to the line and look over there to see what the coaches tell them to run, and then they run it. So right. that's why all these guys are inept of coming in and running what you need them to run. They're not reading defenses. Do you really think they're reading defenses uh, with the Ravens? No. And 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 no. you know, an, an, another thing that you know that that. When I looked at McMillan's um, um, article and mm-hmm. read it, he's, he hit something right on the head also. He said, all these coordinators are trying to scheme things as opposed to reading what's going on out on the field. So they're, very, they're basically guessing what this defense is about to run. And if it's not 
what they're going then they just take it as an L. Oh, right. this is gonna be a loss down. If they're in man, we're screwed. And right. that's what happens. If you don't guess right, the play doesn't work because you're scheming, you're not teaching the guy how to see what's out there. And you know, and when you look it up, which you heard from the analysis from the guys doing the game, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they were talking about. Exactly. Troy Aikman. Well, Aikman goes on here with a great quote, man. Yeah. I tell you, I love the crotchety older Troy Aikman. He is he's really he's really starting to appreciate <laughs> right. me, right? Um right. Aikman said on the ticket, which is that uh, radio station in Dallas, uh regarding C D Lamb only having one catch versus the Niners. And and he says, uh, I hate going back to when I was playing because nobody cares. But what I see around the league, it's not just Dallas. I've seen it with a lot of teams. A lot of these offenses want to scheme things. The coordinators, it's all about scheme rather than this corner is playing soft. He's scared to death. Just run the route tree, run a comeback, run a dig route, run a curl, run anything. You're going to complete compete the pass whenever you want. <laughs> and that's what he was complaining about with the Eagles with the way they were getting uh, Devontae Smith's coverage, right? Exactly. In the playoff game. Exactly. So, yeah. all right, let me give you this then. Let me give you two examples, not just one, Go but ahead. two. The one everybody saw was, all right, look at the first game we played We played against the Bucks, And you see the first drive, the first two drives, Brady's trying to push the ball down the field. But then he went to the sideline, looked at his Microsoft um, uh, pad, mm-hmm. and said, you know what? Look how far these corners are playing off. Me trying to force it down the field is just like me bumping my head against the wall. Right. Why am I trying to do that when they're lying 10 yards? That's off? what they want me to do. That's <laughs> exactly. what they prefer I do because maybe I'm going to throw up an interception. Right? Ah, da, da. So yeah. then he said, you know what? I'm going to take what the defense is giving me. So he gets to the line. He looks over there. All right. I'm not going to look over there. But when I see Nelson 10 yards off the ball, I'm just going to throw a quick hitch to Mike Evans. And what does he do? Bam, throws a quick hitch to Mike Evans. 10 yards of first down, five yards here. Eight yards, and he goes right. down the field and scores. And he's hard he to bring to. down too. Once you get the ball in his hands, exactly. Like, you know, so you get a once six you see what the defense is doing, they're playing that far back. Why wouldn't you do it? Well, same thing happened when um, two years ago. When you look at Ben Roethlisberger, we're playing against uh, the the, uh, the Steelers at home. Mm-hmm. He goes in the game, he looks, and towards the end of the game, that last touchdown they had, that they had, Big Ben looks over, and and I, I wrote it down in my notes. He sees Nathan Gary lined up against Chase Claypool, one-on-one. Remember that? And right. he literally stops, comes from underneath center, walks all the way over to the, um, the to the to um, where the tackle is and tells Clay, um, Chase Claypool, just run a double move against this linebacker right here, points at the linebacker, mm-hmm. tells him exactly what the run, goes back, looks at him again, say, you ready? And then hikes the ball and throws it directly to who he told he was going to throw it, a double move against Nathan Gary, in a game for a touchdown. Not only go. did Nathan ah, da, da. Gary not see it, but also McLeod didn't even come over to see what was going on. I mean, both of them saw it. Yeah. And that's just a veteran quarterback seeing a matchup and going to that instead of running the play that he was getting. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what these young quarterbacks don't do. Right? They don't read the defenses. They don't look at opportunities. I mean, one-on-one with C.D. Lamb, that's exactly what Troy Aiken was talking about. I'm gonna go straight with. I, I should have been going to City Lab the entire game. He said. He also said, if that was Michael Irvin, me and Michael Irvin, and they tried to just single up Michael Irvin, I'd have, he'd have had ten catches and hundred yards before mm-hmm. halftime. 
Right. Before halftime. And uh, a veteran league reporter and Hall of Fame voter, Clark Judge, recently told McMullen exactly what you have said, the exact same thing. Why would Tom Brady retire when he's got all the answers to the test? Right. <laughs> In other words, I've seen every coverage that yes. known the man. Like I can I come up there and analyze the defense, and I know exactly where I'm going to go with the ball. Exactly. So, I mean, think about it, Harry. Think about this. Yeah. Here you are. You're going up against a defense, and you're basically guessing what this defense is going to do because you know your quarterback doesn't know how to read the defense. Mm -hmm. You're guessing that it is going to be zone or it's going to be man. And if you guess wrong, the play is totally screwed. Right, That's right. what these young quarterbacks are faced with because they well, don't know how to read and they're not being taught how to read. Well, and that the other thing, they're not being taught how to read because it's really not the, the college coach's responsibility no, to teach these form. guys to play for the NFL. Their job is to win games and to teach these guys, you know, how to win a national championship, how to win a conference championship, whatever. Know, yep. How am I going to win the game? Well, I could sit here and try to develop my guy for the next level, but that's not necessarily helping me win games today. I don't know. And that's the problem. Harry. Yeah. You're there to win games for your college. So, uh, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry would be like, all right, I'm going to Alabama. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the education. They care about the football. They want to tailgate. That's right. where they're going to Alabama. Right. Not necessarily for the education you're going right. to get. Just get me to the league, and, and I'll figure Excuse it out me. later. And you know you know who went to Alabama, right? Well, many people have. Who are you talking about? Zan. <laughs> Xander. <laughs> Wait, what? what's going on? Xander went to Alabama. Oh, Xander did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. How, <laughs> am, I just how am I just finding this out <laughs> now? Yeah, we talked about it, man. Who? Not me. No, I know. Me and Xander. Oh, okay. He went to Alabama because he wanted to tailgate. Right. He wanted Not to be – well, yeah. have you seen the Majorette squad for Alabama? <laughs> See? The, the girls with the batons, they still do that down there. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. something, that's something that my next-door neighbor, uh, who I had a crush on when I was, like, 12, <laughs> used to do out in the driveway – and in the street, she'd do, twirl the baton around and kick her legs up and do all this stuff. They still do that down there. So, right, and right. they're all blondes and they're all hot. So that's why <laughs> Xander went there. And I don't who, who could blame him. And then you look at, um, I mean, you go to Ole Miss. All right. the kid has oh. to do is go to Ole Miss and go to the Grove. Right, with a that's bourbon. That's the biggest party in the world. Yes. Is them out there tailgating. Uh -huh. We're talking about five miles worth of open space tailgating right and they do it real big they got big screen tv they got 80 uh screen tvs underneath these um motor underneath home these tents and everything yeah. it's yeah. unbelievable you got you got big smokers and everything else you go to lsu they got a smoker so big they got like three full-size alligators on a rotisserie going around yeah. it's like five foot long and they're just going around on the rotisserie in their parking lot Man, it's, it's all about the, the the tailgate, man. That's why they go to those schools. And you can't – and nobody wants to go to a school that's bad. Like, how do you get a kid to Kansas State? Although that's they do tough. they do have a good uh, guard in, on the basketball team this year. Who's that? K-State. Kansas State? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a definitely – when I got there, it was definitely a basketball school. It was definitely basketball. Like, uh, Blackman went there. Rolando um, Blackman. Yep. Yes. He went there. You know, it was, it was a basketball with Henderson – all those guys went there. 
it was not a football school. Like I said, when I went there, they were ranked 106 out of 109 Division One schools. Only as I went there because they let me. They said, "Yes, you could play basketball there." I, I, I made a verbal commitment because they said I could. Mitch Richmond went there too. He Mitch was Richmond, really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So you know, like, why wouldn't I want to go there, man? Because yeah. I want to play basketball. I'll be playing against uh, big country at uh, Oklahoma State, and and mm-hmm. at the time Paul Pierce was at um, University of Kansas. That's why I wanted to go there, not because of football. It was Paul nothing, Pierce. no football problems about it. He was the truth. Oh, him Paul Pierce and Jock Vaughn. <laughs> it was him and Jock Vaughn. They he should have been a sixer, right? <laughs> Dan Larry Brown. Yeah, yeah. He picked my boy, even though he's from the crib. Yeah, he, he picked Louis. your guy from St. Louis. Yeah, he, yeah. he sucked too. Oh my god! He Just because he promised his mom, he said that on my radio show once. <laughs> like, are you? You're going to seriously admit that today? Oh my goodness! All right, now there's he, some he uh, Larry Hughes. <laughs> yeah, Larry Hughes, right? Um, there's some uh, controversy here on the stream. Joey B is starting controversy, as he's known to do. Right, right, right. Uh, saying that the stream is demanding an update is my pullover fleece Nantucket red or coral, <laughs> and is it ninety nine ninety nine at the pro shop? Actually, this is Johnny O. Okay, I got this for free, but it's probably at least a $99 item. Johnny O is the, the brand that is started by um, Chris O'Donnell, the actor, uh-huh. his brother. Basically, oh. I think Chris O'Donnell gave his brother some money and allowed him to start his own company and helped him brand it. Chris O'Donnell's and he's loaded. Well, see, I, I wasn't loaded, so what I gave my brother... It's free room and board. That's what I gave my brother. Right, exactly. <laughs> and now he works for he works for uh, he, he works for um, uh, what's what's the um, busing system in Philly? Septa. Yeah, he works for Septa. Wait, not the Cleveland Browns guy. No, no, my younger brother. My younger oh, brother okay. came up here with me. Now okay. he works for the post office. My middle brother, my prodigal brother, okay. he works for the post office. Okay. My younger brother lives up. He, he he used to live me. I gave him free room and board when he came up here and sent him to school. And uh he ended up staying here, man. And now he his son is actually the number one um high hurdler in the uh, in the um in the state. In the state of PA or Jersey? In, in Jersey. Oh wow. He just ran the fastest time in Jersey. Actually, my boy Ruben Frank wrote mm-hmm. an article on him last week. Didn't even know he was my nephew. And wrote a great article on him. And I, I called and told him, I said, I appreciate you writing the article. He said, what article? The one you wrote on um, A.J. Brooks. Mm-hmm. I said, that's my that's my nephew. What? Said, he didn't even I, know. No, he said, I didn't put two and two together. I'm like, yeah. He got it off his muscle. Now, you know? like, does yeah. this guy play football too? Or is he, he just a track football. guy? He does. He, he plays football. He was a pretty good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a throwing team, so every time they threw to him, you know, he would make it happen. But he just didn't get that many opportunities. Like, you know, he was a deep threat, man. He's like six foot three, right. six foot wow. three, one hundred and eighty-five, one hundred ninety pounds. And now he runs the one hundred and ten meter high hurdles. Or yes. Does he, does he also do the three hundred meter intermediate hurdles? Well, you know, this is his first year running it. I mean, his, this is. He's been running for a year and some months now. Hurdles. He never ran hurdles. He was he was mostly just a high jumper. Like no, he's he, an he athlete. He high jumped man. like six five, six six. He's a serious athlete. 
Right. Better those guys that can those guys that can hurdle at that speed. That's incredible. Man, he's good kid and everything. Was being recruited in football, but not like he was being recruited in um in track. Like he went right. up to Wagner, you know. What for football? Yep. Okay. You know, so he he has an opportunity to play football, but I think he's a track guy. He'll well, be no, a track guy. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, as long as they paying. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let me see if there's still any anything else here good in this. Uh, in this article by uh, McMullen, the Aikman stuff was great. Right, man. Like, why wouldn't you throw to C.D. Lamb? Yeah, he's your best player. He's a, he's I mean he's a a definite threat. He's open because he's one on one with C.D. Lamb. Why don't you take advantage of that opportunity? That's, that's really- what Aikman said. Aikman said, "I oh, I'd have gave I'd have, he had ten catches for over hundred yards in the first half. Like, if you put him one on one against anybody, they didn't bracket him or anything." And that just goes to show that, you know, the office coordinator Moore. Yeah, Kellen Moore. Yeah, I mean, that's a blemish on him. Right. You know, you know, he should have been trying to get the ball to his best player. In his and biggest I think that game. Art, that's a lost art these days with coordinators. They're almost too smart. Right. Um, he's, He goes on to say, while Aikman was discussing Dak's inability, whether personal or by decree, to recognize what the defense was giving him with single coverage on Lamb, you could have just inserted Hertz and Smith and ah, da, da, you have the exact same lesson. Now he used viola yeah. instead of ah, da, da, but ah, right. da, da would work perfectly right there. And what's worse for the Cowboys is Prescott just finished year six and is getting paid a ton of money. There you go. Think about it in that respect. <clears throat> yes. You've got a yes. guy in year six who was a fourth round pick. And has worked his way into being the quote unquote franchise guy, but at this at this point has yet to recognize certain things on the field as they happen. Yes, yes, that's a big problem, a huge problem. So it's not just the mere fact that they went man to man with C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. That should have been that that he should have had over hundred yards, like I said before the before halftime. But their inability to differentiate between an unhealthy. Zeke Elliott and a healthy Pollard, who's more explosive. He's the most explosive of the two. Yeah, he is. He's and got he had less more reps jump. than an unhealthy Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, that's an indictment on the officer coordinator, also. Yeah. Come on, man. You got to take advantage of the healthy one, the hot hand. Yeah. I mean, when did the NFL start believing in hurt? Um, 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 you know, feelings being hurt. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we yeah. don't want to hurt his feelings. That's why I love the NFL so much. Because I don't care about your feelings. Right. Right? <laughs> Zach, what have you done for me lately? Exactly. That's what this league is. What it used to be. Right. What have you done for me lately? Bucks defensive coordinator Todd Bowles just loaded the box against Hertz and used spies and slot blitzes to force the young QB to his left, where Hertz is more uncomfortable and yep. dared him to take shots throwing the football. They brought the safeties, lined the safety up on the outside and blitzed them every single time they could. Whenever they could do it, they did it, which made him put him in a position where he had to go left and they had to roll out and throw across his body. Mm-hmm. Now, as an officer coordinator, you got to understand this and at least put a back over to that side or a tight end to block that guy if you wanted more time. 
And then when you're running the ball, if you have an, a guy on the outside, that means that defensive end is going to slant across the face of the tackle. The tackle has to know that, number one. You have to call plays to take advantage of that, number two. So what you do, you run a wind back play or a bend back play and have that, you know, they used to run it all the time with um, Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Zach Ertz, but, um, but um, Dallas Goddard coming back and cutting the backside. Well, have him go, you know, go across the tackle's face and then bring in um, from the opposite side, Dallas Goddard coming into the blitz and hitting that little, that little um, safety right there and cut right off that. Bro, they got five, six yards every time they did that. But that just comes from you looking at what the team is doing to you. And then, and then oh, if they're going to load the box up like that, and when they say load the box, it wasn't just them bringing a linebacker into the, um, into the box. What they did was they had five defensive linemen mm-hmm. lined up on our offensive line. Five. That's the bear front, right? Bear front, yes. Yeah. We call it bear front. We right. call it Navajo. We call it double eagle. But then you have every single offensive lineman covered with a defensive lineman. So that means you're not double teaming anywhere. It's all single blocks. And oh, by the way, those two all-world linebackers are running free with nobody to right. block them. Shaq Barrett and uh No, 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 not Shaq Barrett. I'm talking about um Levante David and White. Oh, okay. You're talking about them. Both David right. and White are the linebackers. Who's gonna block them? All right, you're gonna ask a, 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 a tight end or a fullback, or we don't even have a fullback, to block those guys. That still leaves one guy unblocked. And that's White or Levante David. Yeah. So you can't do it. So what do you have to do? You have to take advantage of what's going on on the outside. You have Smith one-on-one with a guy that's lined up 10 yards back. Just throw a little in-cut or, or, or a slant or, or a comeback to Smith. That's the first time anytime you wanted it. And that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. That's, that's, to me, that's so idiotic. That's why I was losing my mind in the first half. Because, yes, I'm a, I'm a, we need to run the ball. But not when you, you know, at, at, at the extent of, 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 of just bumping your head against the wall. Right. Throw it out to, the, to, to Smith. He's wide open. He, he has to run 10 yards before he gets the defender on him. So make him run eight yards and run a stop. Throw the ball to him. That's eight yards. Come on, man. It's simple. Now we got to look at the stream here. Phyllis Brooks checks in. Hey, Mark. This. Look at this. Harry, you are the truth. I love your dedication to saying it like it is. You know what? How about that? That might be the greatest post I've ever seen. She, she says that all the time. She said, you know what? I like Harry. He's going to keep it 100. You know why? Because I, I grew up a fan of Howard Cosell as like a nine-year-old. He would always, I'm telling it like it is. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. I'm looking at Voltron and you, you're talking about Cosell at that time. You look... I'm reading books on Howard Cosell. I swear to God, I still have him in a, in a shelf over here. Like a, nine years old, 1974, nine years old, watching still. NFL films and reading books on Howard Cosell. Wow, what I'm a just... dork. <laughs> now, now I'm wearing Nantucket red polos. Jesus Christ. What is happening? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's awesome. I, I love that. All right, we got more to discuss out of here, too. Uh, because they, he goes on to talk about the limitations that these coaches have with being able to work with these quarterbacks yes. and how that prevents them maybe from being, you know, becoming the player that they could be essentially. And that affects 
what we got here with Jalen Hurts. We'll be back in hour number two to start that off and a whole lot more right here on The Middle with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the show, hour number two. On a Tuesday, you know, again, uh, Barrett, I told you this last week that I was like thinking like it was the day it was the next day that rather than Wednesday, it felt like a Thursday rather than Thursday. It felt like a Friday. Today, I woke up. I swore it was Wednesday. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. Tuesday's the day I got to take, you know, the trash and the recycling out in the morning. Right. 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 And I totally, you know, blanked on it because I thought it was Wednesday. Wow, that's the worst too. Because it's the worst when when you, especially when they're filled up. Like I hate the day after, like a party or something. You got to get everything cleaned up and everything, and you get everything cleaned up. And then if you forget that trash day the next day, or whenever the trash is, you forget that time. That means you got double the trash. Plus you got a party too. Yeah, we don't. We don't have. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply parties there are no no parties here but um if you look at my trash like versus my neighbor's trash it's incredible like if you looked at my recycling bin right now out in the street you open it up it's only like half full Uh right and we recycle everything that we can recycle the trash bag the trash bag is like this big it's like uh, a hefty bag, a white hefty bag where you're tied up and laying right next to it. It's like this big. That's it for a week out of what? the two of us. You look what? at my neighbor just uh, to my left. He's got three big bins filled over, overflowing. You can't even put the lids on with recycled shit and trash everywhere. Same, <laughs> like the, it's the, the same in my house. Same in my house. They get, <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, man, if, if that, my neighbors thought they could whoop my ass, bro, I'd be beat up every day, bro. I would. I would. And if I was a, and if I was a piss poor neighbor, they would hate me. Oh, my God. They would God. probably try me anyways, bro. Yeah, you think? You think? Yeah, but, you know, they, I'm a nice guy to them. I say hello to them. I talk to them and everything. Right, right. So they like me, man. Because also their kids, their kids, all their kids used to come around my house, so, so they have to like me. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? so, right. But if they... If if I was like a prick or something, man, they oh, man, oh yeah, I'd, I'd probably probably call the police on me all the time and everything else, man. <laughs> There'd be all kinds of complaints. Oh yeah, it'd, it'd be chaos. <laughs> it'd be chaos. It'd right. be pure chaos. All right, let's get back into this. Um, this the um, the stuff about reading defenses in the NFL. Uh, McMullen goes on to say, f- uh, moving forward, the collective bargaining agreement limits the ability of the Eagles coaches to spend the kind of time with an emerging QB like previous generations could a landscape, which has forced a reimagining of offensive football from trying to find the next Brady or Peyton to accentuating the natural skill set of the latest college star. Yep. All right. Can you explain that in layman's terms to me? Yes. Because he lost me at the word reimagining. <laughs> that's that's when you come in, and that's what they tried to do with Jalen Hurst when he first um, got when he first started this year, all their um RPOs. Okay. So they were trying to build it around his skill set. They know that Jalen is a great athlete, so they put an RPO in, run, pass, you know, option. So, you know, they can either run the ball, he just makes the decision to run the ball out of his shotgun, or he can pass the ball. 
um, after the fake, you know, that's where they run the RPO. Well, that didn't work for Jalen. That didn't work. They were trying mm-hmm. to customize it around his skill set. And that's what you do. You want to get, you know, get him comfortable because what he ran in college is what he, you know, they wanted to make him run here. Why did it fail here? Yeah, it it just didn't work. It didn't work. So they had to go back to a more conventional um, offense in order for him to be successful. You have to run the ball to open up the pass. And that worked for him. Well, did it not work initially because the defenses are just more uh, talented and sophisticated at this level? What 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 happened was it worked the first first game because nobody knew what to expect from Jaylen. right because nobody saw any of this exactly. offense at so all. So it worked right. like a charm because nobody knew. And Atlanta but, wasn't very good. Exactly. Yeah. So as they started doing it more and more, defensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars mm-hmm. to stop that, and that's why they got stopped because now all you had to do was just slant the end, bring the back around for the quarterback, and then mm-hmm. bring down the safety to stop the pass play so that your RPO system is out. Now he's freestyling instead of being a quarterback. So it, it, it totally alleviates both reads for the run and the pass. And now you have to stop him with, with just bringing down a safety or, or, or having somebody spy him. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because week two, they played the Niners, you remember, mm-hmm. at home. And that was the game where they had three touchdowns called back. Yes. So the Eagles offense was moving the football against what we now know is a pretty darn good defense in San Francisco. Yep. Yep. But they just well, right. They just shot themselves in the foot a few times and ended up losing the game. Yep. Exactly. They beat up on them too. They beat Mm -hmm. up on them. So they had some success. But then when they got to week six versus the Bucks. Then things change because now you got, you know, you got you got a defensive coordinator who really understands how to stop the RPO. Right. And he showed everybody the game plan how to stop it. So from that point on, they couldn't run it anymore. So that's when they went next with with the Raiders and running a conventional offense. And it worked. They were under center like three or four times and moved the ball with some success. But then you know what happened then. Then their running back gets hurt. You know, Sanders is gets knocked out of the game. And they totally abandoned the run. Right. But they saw some success with it. So then they go against a bad Detroit team and just run the ball all over them. Right. And from that point yeah. on, they say, all right, our offensive line That's is what we're gonna do. just run the ball on them. Yeah. That's what but we're going to do. What they're talking about as far as, you know, time, the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, makes it though you can only spend so much time with your players. You can only run so many padded practices with your players. You can only spend so much time on the field and in the classroom mm-hmm. and, you know, collective bargaining agreements like, all right, we're doing that to, to, to make, you know, to give these players a longer time longevity in the league because you're not going to beat up on them that much, right. but it's also inhibiting them because now they're not learning what it is to be an NFL football player. I got indoctrinated because I got six weeks of camp. My, my training camp was actually six and a half weeks. We got there four days before the veterans got there. It's a lot longer and, than it is now. Exactly. And yeah. selective veteran players had to come in four days earlier. So we practiced two-a-days before the vets even got there. And then the vets got there. Then we had six solid weeks of two-a-days. Now they didn't even have two-a-days. Right. You know, all they had was one practice a day, and it's only for three and a half weeks. So how do you yeah, teach a guy it's not enough. a quarterback and do that? 
It is kind of limited. And then when you, you know, you throw in the pandemic and everything and all that, that, right. that, that made it harder for everybody, not just the Eagles. I'm not, exactly. I'm not trying to make an excuse. It's just, it's kind of league wide right now, but yes. we got to go back to a comment here, Barrett, because we read these comments. Yes. And, um, maybe South Philly T doesn't realize what kind of show this is because he says, this show sucks. You just reading personal self-centered stuff. Duh. And then he goes, your clothes, how great you are. Read sports talks comments, Harry. Okay. All right. Let's look what um, South Philly T has to offer as far as sports goes. I'm looking here. I'm looking here. Um, I'm looking here. Uh, It's a sports talking show, right? Not a clothing show. They don't read comments like my guy, Big Sills. Well, first of all, Big Sills does the show by himself. So I would think that he might have to lean on the comments a little more because that's actually like a co-host for him. Is that right, Barrett? Doesn't that make sense? It's kind of directing the show and moving the show in that direction, yes. Exactly. I'm still looking here for... Some great stuff out of South Philly T as far as a sports question that we could address. Oh, we got oh, we got New Jersey fishing maniac. Oh, okay. I'm still looking. Say, I think we should get... He says coaching made us lose that game. That was his last sports comment. So he's blaming the coaching on the Eagles. Okay, that's that's good. We've been talking about that. Right, right, right. Um, so how is it Hertz's fault? I'm just trying to find something here that's interesting. See, this is why we don't read a lot of the comments, South Philly T. <laughs> and this is why I will continue to talk about myself on occasion. Okay. <laughs> you see the name of the show? Okay. Maybe we should start the Tuesday edition of The Middle with Brooks and South Philly T. I'll take the day <laughs> off. Okay. Do you want you want to do that? I'm I'm more than okay with it. <laughs> I'm just gonna point it out, you know. <laughs> Sorry. This is a little personality on this show. It's not just Eagles, 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 football, 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 football. Right, right. But we've been talking football. And we're going to get a little baseball, um, basketball also. We Do you want to get into that at some point? This is the Ben Simmons stuff because they went through a very nice job, Kyle Newbeck did, by putting together all the rumored suitors. Uh, not just for Ben Simmons. It's um, uh, Tobias Harris was mixed in here, too. Right, right, right. And all the destinations and probably none of this stuff will happen. It's all just, yeah, right. It's all just getting uh, excited for nothing because they'll end up doing little or if nothing at the deadline. And then we'll be stuck with all this stuff going into the offseason. Harry, he already said that he's not going to do it. In fact, he said be patient for four years. Right. People act like they didn't remember that he said that. Right. He refuses to give give anything – Less than what he thinks he deserves, and I understand it. I mean, we're talking about a, a a generational player that he believes he has that just can't score. Mm-hmm. So of course he's going to be pissed off. He can't get what he wants for him, and he's not paying him, so there's no sweat off his back. But he but, refuses to, to 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 give that first round draft choice away, man. And that's exactly what Ben Ben was the first pick in the draft, man. I know he's got to get something for that. <clears throat> he can't have that stain a blemish on his record that he didn't get anything for the first pick in the draft. We already got blown away with that once already. It it appears like his great white whale is James Harden. Yeah. So what his name gets, keeps getting. Yeah. 
that appears to be the thing where they're just going to wait and wait it out until the off season or whatever, until uh, Brooklyn wants to trade him if they ever do, or he becomes a free agent. So that, that appears to be something that, you know, we might just have to wait for because he was obviously interested uh, last year and it yes. obviously could not get done. But I want to point out a tweet here, but by a guy I know who's a great uh, Philadelphia sports fan and a basketball savant as far as a fan. At Meech One on Twitter says, I was just thinking about how Joel Embiid is constantly improving every facet of his game. He's never satisfied. And then there's a guy who doesn't know how to shoot a basketball, who refuses to play with him and would rather not get paid and play in Sacramento. <laughs> Think about that. That's, that's pretty good, right? Didn't we just talk about Brady the same way? That Brady, even after he gets through playing quarterback, will yeah. be a better businessman just from his work ethic? Right. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that just that just puts things in perspective. It really he's does. Good, he's good with being just good. He's good at being just good. Right. You know, what yeah, I've made I've made three All Star games already. What what do I need to do to get right? Better? Come on, yeah. man. See, that's the problem right there. You know, it, your ultimate goal is to be the best player you can be. Well, at least that's what I tried to be. You would I think. just wasn't talented enough to be at that next level. I tried. I worked right. my ass off to get there. I just wasn't that guy. You know, I guess, I guess some guys, even though despite their talent level and you know, the extreme talent level, some guys just aren't wired that way, I guess. Right. It's right, the only right. way I can think about it. I mean, you know, not everybody, you know, with talent at the quarterback position becomes Tom Brady. There's a, like you say, there's that difference in, in, the, in the mentality that helps these guys break through and keep keep going further and further. Exactly. Like know? they don't have a they don't have that wall. Right. You know, they, 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 you know, they, they, their body and I mean, their mind can push past that wall. And I tell people, to people all the time, you know, the great players like the Jordans, mm-hmm. uh, guys like that, they could push it past what the average person thinks or, or, or can go through. And, and they could break down doors that shouldn't be broken down. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that guy. I could push it. I can push it. I can get up to the threshold. Push it real just, good. Yeah, <laughs> I push it real good. <laughs> I just couldn't push. I just couldn't push it past enough for everybody else to see. Me, I was pushing it past my threshold. Right. It just wasn't good enough for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Shams Sharania, Shams Sharania, of course, of the Athletic, very good uh, NBA guy. He, I think he's right up there with Woj. To be honest with you, I think right, they're right, they're on right. on level footing. Yeah. Um. He says the 76ers prefer to wait to pursue Harden or another superstar in the offseason and want to save Ben Simmons for that potential deal over the current market. Yes, I believe that too. Yeah. I mean, we, he already said it. He was he was prepared to buckle down for four years. Yeah. He said that. So you think he's going to be able to get a, 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 get a deal done before, what is it, February 10th? There's no way that he's going to get a deal done February 10th, what yeah. he wants yep. by February 10th. Nobody's wanting – and, you know, some of the names that he brought up, you know, like with Atlanta in the article said Atlanta. Yeah, John, John Collins. Collins. Yeah, I like John Collins. But I that, love John Collins. That trade, I think, would not involve Simmons. I think that's a Tobias Harris deal. Okay. If you look at that piece, and you can tell me if I'm, if I'm reading this wrong. You're absolutely right. But it says here – Atlanta Hawks dash John Collins draft capital 
Tobias Harris is outgoing. So this would be Harris going to Atlanta and John Collins and a draft pick or something coming to the Sixers. Right, right. Right now, I would do that deal in a second. In a New York minute. I mean, because he's he's a finisher, man. Yeah, he's tough, too. He's, he's a finisher, man. Like, you get him, you know, 10 feet away from the rim yeah. on end, he's going to finish it, man. He's going to make it. I think it's like, what do you say, 74%? 74, almost 75% uh, automatic at the rim. Yeah. See, come on, man. Well, you yeah. need that. That way, you can maximize Joel Embiid also. Because now you know he can push him away a little bit because he likes he likes he likes facilitating the offense more and more now. He wants to be a, a point four, I mean a point center, I guess. But uh, you know his ability to get to the rim. I mean, and then you have you know I don't know you know if, if they would get along. Remember he wore that shirt uh, after he dunked on him. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, after he dunked I, on him, but then he turned around and wore the shirt the next game and after they won. Yeah, but I, I think Joel Embiid would welcome anybody that had that wants to win as badly as he does. Oh yeah, you know what oh, I mean. Yeah. Oh, Eventually, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, look at his game, man. Look how he's progressed, man. From from when they drafted him with that, what he I don't know if he had plantar fasciitis or whatever his foot that foot injury to where he is now. It's not even close. He couldn't even step on the. He couldn't even play a full game. To now, he man, he plays as long as he wants to play. That just goes to the dedication. This guy, he cut out all the. You know all the snacks and everything, and and staying in shape and yeah. playing to a high level, man. He wants to win. He just needs some people around him uh, that are more qualified at this point. <laughs> and I, and I hate saying this, but it, it's true. It's like if they don't do something like sooner than later, it's like you're wasting. You're just wasting another year of his, you know, window. And That's I don't absolutely. know how long the window's open. Right, right. I mean, it's almost a situation like the Rams are facing right now. The Rams have to maximize this potential that they have right now. They have to maximize the it. Rams, like with Aaron yeah. Donald. Yeah. How long has he been in the league? Six years or something? Yes, yes. Yeah. Aaron Donald, Ramsey, how long is he going to be able to play right. under that contract? You know, uh, Stafford, how many more years does he have to play at the potential he has right mm -hmm. now? Play up to those expectations. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr., all those guys. You know, well, yeah, how Woodward. long could they keep those guys together? Even if it's not about one of the players or a couple of the players' careers going down, you know, peaking and going down. It's like just financially, how can how could they run that back? They, they have a know. lot of money on the books with a lot of big-time guys. Well, that's just like the Bucks too. Yeah. You know, you know. The, let me see the Bucks free agents. Let me look at the Bucks free agents. Look at all these Bucks free agents that they have that will be free agents this year. Chris Godwin hmm. will be a free agent. Right. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, Ryan Jensen, Adama Kinsu, Rob Gronkowski, yeah. uh, William Golson, the defense of the other defensive lineman, Leonard Fournette, O.J. Howard. Um, I mean, think that's like a who's who of, of right, the that's, roster. That, that's their squad. Yeah. yeah. That's their squad. Kevin Minter. That's their squad, man. They can't franchise everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how, how, do, you, how do you think that you can come back and 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 um and think that you're gonna you know play it play it again. This was supposed to be a, a, a make it or break it year. This was supposed to be a Super Bowl year. They brought everybody back to repeat, and right. they didn't repeat. So that's a problem. That they're breaking that up. And I, I could see. I mean, that you know, is Arians is you know he's up there. Yeah. And uh, if Brady leaves, you think he would want to like stay there Heck and start no. over with somebody else? I don't know Heck about that. No. No, no. Yeah. That means he got to bring in a quarterback, got to groom that quarterback. I mean, he's he's good at that. Like he he took um, 
he took Ben mm-hmm. later on in his career and made Ben a better player. But that's just not what he's trying to do right now. And that's and 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 I'm gonna tell you the truth. That's another reason why I think that you know Brady. I don't think he he will stay because. Once you break that band up, you think he's going to be able to go out there and play with the players he was just playing with? That's what kind of screwed him up, that he didn't have the players that he had when he won it last year. The mere fact that they did not have um, uh, 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 Nutcase, what's his name? Um, uh, Uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Because they didn't have A.B. Really put him in a bad position. It did. It really did. I wonder if if he was even watching that game. Yes. Uh, This Antonio Brown. Was he sitting there watching the game? Yes. Yeah. He was the happy. He was he was more happier than Rams fans. Mm. I, I told you they couldn't do it without me. Yep, they can't do that without me. All right, we and got it, something. We got something here from South Philly T. All ben right. Simmons is done. He says, "Trust me, he's scared. No matter where he goes, fans across the league are going to have him uncomfortable." I agree with that. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> he, he is scared. He's afraid to fail. He is a mental midget. Yes. I don't know if you can say that. I'm sorry if I can't say it. Yeah, My you apologies. can. On the, on this show, you can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he just, he can't accept the hype. He can accept what the hype brings him. Right. What the hype facilitates. But he doesn't want the criticism about what his yes. shortcomings are. Exactly. He didn't want to hear about it. Exactly. So, uh, oh, yeah, AB, um, Xander said AB trolled the Bucks after they lost. Oh, he I did? Think I saw that. Yeah, he no, on so on on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to find that. I'm gonna here it is. Here it is, right here. You got it. <laughs> now, did he put that up? That was on his social media. Because if wow. it is, that is incredible. Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I got to follow him <laughs> at ab84. Oh man. That's it. He's got 1.6 million followers, Barry. Of course. Yeah, he did put that up there. That was on. <laughs> that is crazy, wow. isn't it? Wow. That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> I don't think he ever plays again. Uh, Probably not. So, I mean, does he need to play? I don't know. No. It's not my business. What, what about, what if you're in a USFL team? Do you reach out to him? Yes. I do. Right? Yep. Seriously, I, there's no way I wouldn't. I mean, really, they got their draft coming up in the end of February, I believe. But I'm gonna I, go ahead and put my name out there. Yeah, you are you? You should. No. You should. I'll be 50 years old this year. Yeah. <laughs> you need some of that TB12 stuff, man. Right. You know what I mean? We gotta right, stop eating bread. You and me bread. gotta stop eating bread. Yeah. You know, let's stop eating. You know, let's start doing. Uh, you know, no sweets. Right. He doesn't eat any sugar. Man, I don't know how I mean, uh, uh, You know, fava beans, that's it, huh? <laughs> and hummus. Beans. <laughs> fava beans and hummus. Hummus is good. Only reason I know about fava beans, because uh, what's that show? Uh, well, that was uh, a movie. Yeah, it was uh, what was his name? Uh, Dr. Lecter. Yeah, talking Brain to Clarice. Right. <laughs> and he drank it with a nice Chianti, I, I believe is how it goes. Silence of the Lambs is the name. Yeah, of the yeah. yeah. Classic, <laughs> classic movie. Classic uh, movie. Josh Shell looks at he said, uh, what was that avocado tequila? <laughs> Avoc- yeah, because you can't eat the avocado toast because he doesn't eat the bread. Right, 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 right. Do you even eat bread? 
I love avocado dip, though, by the way. Oh. You know, and a nice little tortilla chip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Quality item. I went to a... um. I went to a bar in, in Montana when I was there mm-hmm. and all they had was beer. They would serve all these different beers and all they had were chips and, and salsa uh-huh. and they had avocado. Yeah. And that's all they served was beer. And the place was packed. I'm like, how are they staying open by just serving beer and, 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 and corn chips? Well, no, wait, they, they didn't have any like food on the, uh, no. on the me- Really? So because there's rules in at least our state, I believe, where you got to have, you know, to get certain liquor licenses. Don't you have to serve amount a certain amount of food percentage wise of all your sales? They didn't. It wasn't liquor. It was just beer. Oh, okay, okay. So no liquor. All right. Then that's how they get around that, I guess. So all they had was um, avocado dip and um, and and, salsa uh, salsa. Yeah. With the corn chips. So how did it go? I mean, did you did you stay a while? No, I was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I needed to eat more so than I need to drink beer. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I was um, trying to hear it, man. I had to um, give me a um a bison burgers from somewhere. That's right. It was right after the game, too. So it was around about 10 30, 11 o'clock. Couldn't find a couldn't find that was anything open. Mm-hmm. So we went to a hot dog stand. And I bought a $12 hot dog. Wait a second. A $12 hot dog in Montana? Yes, a $12 hot dog. What else was on it? Everything was on it, though. From bacon, mayo. Um, they had bacon, mayo, mustard. Now, was this like the normal-sized hot dog, or was no, this like it was a about football? Kind of, wow. About 10 minutes long. It was, Jeez. And at that point, it was Cream's going to have a ball with that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You just opened yourself up for that, Barrett. You realize? Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, hey, I, Joey B. I never ate the rattlesnake. I didn't find anywhere that had the rattlesnake. No. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't eat rattlesnake. I got news for you. What would you think about some of these other moves here, though? Ty- Tyrese Halliburton uh, from Sacramento. Pretty nice combo guard. Really? Yep. Yep. Uh, veterans. And draft capital. That's a Simmons rumor. Yeah, that's all a rumor. He said that's all a rumor. Uh, the other one was Pascal Siakam from the Raptors. You know, I, I thought about that. But is he a scorer enough to, to replay? I mean, to me, it would like be the same right. offensive output as we got from Ben. Well, you, you might include Fred Van Vliet in there. Who is well, if you did nice, that, yeah, that's a pretty nice that's, shooter. That's your point guard that's going to shoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you move what or you either move him to the two or move Maxi to the one or move Max to the two and him and Van Bleek to the one. I right. mean that's that's pretty good, right? That's a pretty good deal. There's another one here that was you know the Hornets just... with um with uh Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. Well Gordon Hayward really basically. And or Terry Rozier. Yeah. yeah. I like Rozier though. Me too. Me too. Uh the Pacers Sabonis. And question mark. I saw something where Sabonis and Lavert would be two players. Uh, you know, nice, nice players, but n- well, none of this stuff. Is, score, though. None of this stuff is going to happen. Right. I, I want to score, and he's not a score. Not enough that we need. You know, we need some offensive output, man. That's why I was kind of looking at um, um, Halliburton. Yeah. 
he come in and score. He he could fill it up a little bit, you know, more so than what we have right now. Like we're 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 a score away from competing. A score away. As long as the big guy stays vertical, he's playing at just an all time level right now. It's really incredible on a yeah, nightly yeah. basis. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get back into this stuff though. Um, I'm still on to this. Um, reading defenses things because McMullen goes on here to say that Sirianni and Steichen and Brian Johnson, who's the QB coach, yes. simply don't have enough time to teach Hertz how to be a conductor at the line of scrimmage. And that explains the in-season shift to a run-first mentality. Players are left to their own devices to learn what they want to learn for large portions of the offseason. And while no one is going to doubt Hertz's work ethic, I would never doubt his work ethic, it's fair to question whether his efforts during the downtime will be targeted in the right place. And if the Eagles even send Hertz to a personal QB coach uh, with the right direction. Yesterday. We talked about that yesterday. Yes. Jordan Palmer. Yes. He brings up Quincy Avery. Yes. He's also a guy out in California. Okay. Um, you, I mean, if I'm Hertz, I, I would volunteer that, wouldn't I? That I yeah, would be interested yeah. in going there. I'll, I'll do it on my own. The, I believe the, the team would pay for that. Sure they would. They would pay for that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really, I truly think that they're going to, that he's going to, I'm not even worried about the Eagles doing it. I really think that, that, um, that Hertz would invest in himself. He would do it himself. Right. And that just comes from just being a quarterback that wants to get better. He wants to be great. He wants to get better. He wants to be the start on this team. So he'll spare no expense of getting there. What I mean by no expense, if it's time, effort, affection, whatever it takes to be a great quarterback, he's going to go out there and try to facilitate that. Now, in doing that, he also has to understand this. <clears throat> They're also going to tie his legs into his arm. Mm-hmm. And make him a better quarterback as far as you know his mechanics. So I mean, he'd be an even better player. That's the same thing, you know, what happened to Allen. He had to get become more mechanically sound on an every play basis. You know, sometimes you know that technique goes out the way, yeah. especially when you get tired. You know, when you get tired, fatigue, man, fatigue makes cowards of everybody. Yeah. You but start doing you- things, trying to get get over. You got to keep playing at a high level and stay with the proper mechanics. Going out and getting digs really helped him. And then drafting that Gabriel Davis is turning into a player in the fourth round. Exactly. And what what I got to ask you this, because you watched the game too. What happened to Knox in that game? He disappeared. Well, he started dropping the rock. The tight end. So he, he lost out. trust yeah, he in him? Out and he dropped the rock. He lost trust in him. Yes. Wow. Once you lose trust in the guy, man, it, it's tough, man. It's tough for wow. your quarterback to go back to him. I, I saw I've seen Ben just totally just we had a guy named Cedric Wilson, yeah. a receiver. We got him from San Fran, a little guy. And Cedric Wilson dropped a couple passes midway through the year. Yeah. It took him about three games to develop trust back into Cedric to get the ball back to him. Well, I think he that's what happened with Aaron Rodgers in the playoff game. He lost trust in the tight end. What Lewis fumbled. That's right. That's he had right. that yep. big fumble, and uh, I think that was still the first quarter, wasn't it? Yep. They were driving. Yep. Yeah. So you need that. But look at quarterbacks today and look at quarterbacks 
back in the day when I was playing. I mean, look at all the gyration and everything. You got, you know, you you got uh Manning, you know, pointing at stuff and telling this and you know, telling receivers all that. That's him orchestrating the offense. That's him getting the ball to where he needs to get it to. Him seeing stuff happening, and he's trying to put his players in the best position to make a play. Mm-hmm. You don't have that with these younger guys. With the exception, you do have, like, Mahomes is starting to do it now. He's starting to do that now. But he's making that progress into becoming that, you know, all-world quarterback. Right. He now sees where he needs to go with the ball. Like, Yeah, and he does those sort of – alternate platform throws that we almost like a shortstop second baseman whatever but now you saw uh allen did one the other night too in that game exactly and that's what you got to do to become what you need to be and it's not just the offensive side of the ball but it's look at defenses defenses you got to feel the game Mm -hmm. coordinators want to just stop plays but you got to feel what the what's happening in the game like towards the end of the game there would be no way that Tyreek Hill or Kelsey would beat me. I would double team them two and be like, right. all right, then, make Pringle, it Hardman, make it somebody Hardman, else. Yeah. Pringle, you guys are going right. to beat me. But I'd be damned if I'm going to let these two beat me. Everybody can say whatever they want to say. And it's just like, you know, the feel for the game. Kelsey knew on that last play card, he knew that on that play, he was going to have a free release on the inside. They made it so way too easy. To get there faster, he moved his split in, and he came in a little yep. bit just so he can get a free release, get out there and get the ball, so he can you know get to where he needed to get so to kick the field goal. I'm amazed at the way uh, uh, McDermott defended those on those fat McDermott and doing? Frazier on those last two right. plays was ridiculous. All right, we got a question from South Philly T that I'm going to roll to you, Barrett, when we come back regarding our buddy Jalen Ray Gore. All right, and we got a whole lot more to get into. Uh, McMullen roasts Matt LaFleur at the end of this article. We got to talk about that. And uh, who knows? We might even have some time for a Super Bowl halftime dancer controversy that is brewing on social media. That and more after this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hard-working American... You've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. All right, welcome back to the show. Final half hour. And uh, Barrett, my, my uh, side computer here is running out of juice. So I, I, I apologize. But let's get, <laughs> let's get back here uh, to this question. We were talking about a receiver maybe that the quarterback had lost trust in in some of those playoff games, including Rodgers possibly with his tight end after he fumbled. Uh, because he pretty much only threw it to two guys after that, the whole rest of the game. Uh, South Philly says, we lost trust in Rager, but why did they keep throwing him the ball? You and I talked about that. We were wondering, I'm wondering the same damn thing. They went to him on key third and long and fourth down uh, plays. And I'm like, why are they thinking that he's going to suddenly make a play? Well, like, why? why do you both want to get me fired up right now? Well, because... Because he's a first round pick. They're trying to legitimize a mistake that they made. Uh, Stop it. Still? Stop it. He just not he they screwed up. They messed up. Right. They put they 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 put too much value on a guy that shouldn't have had that much value. They're trying to make amends for the mere fact that they totally whiffed on not getting the best receiver in that draft. Jefferson, yeah. Jefferson was the guy. They overthought it. And they got, you know, they got egg on their face. That's exactly what it is. And I'm I'm telling you right now, Nick, Sirianni did not want to give Jalen Reagan a ball like that. Of course he didn't. He knew that his office could not run through that guy. Well, now wait a second, though. So then That's are all you, front office. Then you're saying by saying that that the front office has influence even over the playoff game calls. Oh, yes. Yes. How could you think that it, at any point this season, after halfway through the season, that this guy could do anything for you? It just, no, I, it just couldn't. I, I agree. I mean, we, we all see it, as we say right? on this we show. All we see all it. see it. But, like, if you're Jalen Hurts there, I mean, aren't you, like, saying, like, what? Wait a second. Right. You can't go to him. I'm going to my guy number six out here, my Alabama guy who's yes. got soft coverage. So why would you keep bumping your head against you know, uh, you know uh, against against the door, man? You keep knocking with your head. I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous. You can't tell me, and then they might give you the you know the spill that all right, you see him in in practice. You didn't see that in practice either. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that in practice. He did not perform well in practice. He did not perform well in games. That's you force feeding for somebody upstairs that made a bad decision on drafting two bad wide receivers the previous years. That's exactly what it was. All right. You got a player go. in Smith, but you didn't get a player in, 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 in uh, J-Jaw, and you got a bad player in Rager. Now, I mean, I hate saying that because, you know, if you look at it, Rager, I play with his pop. Monty is my dude. That's my guy. <laughs> we got drafted together with Philadelphia. But I hate to do it to you. <laughs> I hate to do it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, maybe it's unfair. 
that he got drafted at the point he got drafted. Yeah, it is. I mean, he didn't draft himself. It's a Marcus Smith situation. Yeah. Marcus Smith was sleep on draft day, knowing he wasn't going to get drafted till the second day. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an amazing story. And oh, he it really was sleep. is. And all of a sudden, he gets called and gets drafted. So now huh? those expectations are put on him that shouldn't have been put on him. Yo, somebody get Marcus up. There's some guy named Howie Roseman on the phone. <laughs> What? What? Imagine how he jumped out of bed. What? Like, huh? <laughs> what day no. is it? Did I Man, sleep? Stop. Did I sleep for over a day? <laughs> Dad, stop playing with me. Exactly. Dad, stop playing right. with me. Oh man. Leave me alone. Let me sleep. All right. This uh, back to the Mullen piece here because he he's got Matt Lafleur in here, and we ripped McCarthy right for all those years with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers complained about him. Uh, they move on from from him. And it looked like LaFleur and he were going to have this great, you know, sort of chemistry and relationship. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to get back to winning MVPs and Super Bowls, right? Well, Matt LaFleur is lauded for winning more games than anyone else during the first three, his first three seasons. 39 wins. Wow. But too many conflate situation with accomplishment, not realizing the most pedestrian coaches would be looked at in a similar fashion with Aaron Rodgers in a bad division, piling up regular season wins. The only thing Kyle Shanahan, ironically, a LaFleur mentor, had with his struggling QB, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, from a passing perspective, in nasty elements was George Kittle, consistently winning from the slot, and the coach went to it multiple plays in the biggest moments. So in other words, he found a matchup that worked and just kept on doing it. Well, LaFleur, he had the matchup. He just didn't execute it. He was trying to go to, to, you know, to his receiver every single time he could, but he was getting double teamed and it was just cold outside. You got a guy, man. Kittle's just a hard nosed dude, man. Yeah. And 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 to be he's honest, he's different. Right, right. He's just he's a different, different type of guy. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying he gonna make those type of throws. And you know, he had the same thing with with a Rod and um and his wide receiver. They had that same chemistry, but it just didn't work out. Just to be, you know, put things in perspective, they won in spite of the lack of of, of, of ability to move the ball. They moved the ball on that one drive that put them in field goal range, and that's why they won the game. Right. You know, special you know, teams, special blocking teams, a kick yeah. and then scoring, yeah. then blocking a kick down and, you know, right. for them. I mean, all those things are major factors in it, man. Um, I don't know if you could just blame it on Matt LaFleur like that. I, don't, I mean, how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? I mean. I mean, they only scored 10 points. <laughs> right. That's what you I'm know, after, after that first drive, they scored three points the rest of the game. Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of hard to believe. Right. It, it's really At hard home. to believe. And. Watching the game now, this that might have been the most boring game I've watched, man. And and well, A-Rod got beat up. Definitely out of the four, it yes. was. Yeah, he got beat up that game, man. That D line turned it up, and hence that's where the problem was. That defensive line did it by themselves, and they dropped mm. everybody else so they could double team and triple team, um, you know, players and you know as far as receivers, they now, did a great he- job of. Rushing those and dropping the coverage. They played coverage instead of, you know, blitzing them. 
and the D-line was able to get there. Well, the D-line gets there themselves. Yeah, that's – I'll tell you, man. They got some guys on that on that front, man. I'll tell you. Three consecutive 13-win seasons in Green Bay have all ended in playoff disappointment right. under LaFleur, despite favorable draws because of a better uh, adjective to describe Matt LaFleur might be lead coach, not head coach. Oh. He says he's a f- obsessed with his scheme and little else. That oh. sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And there lies the problem. That that might be the mistake that's gonna, you know, push a rod away. You know what I mean? Because that's right. what got him sore about last year and didn't want to come back because he went to he didn't he didn't go to a rod. He went to go kick it instead of going with a rod and his ability to go out there and make a play. And he was pissed about that the whole offseason. He was hot the entire offseason because of that decision. <clears throat> Why wouldn't you go with me? You know, the, the you know, the here I am, MVP, mm-hmm. and you decide not to go to me. Oh, he was pissed because of that, man. Wow. Pissed. Well, perhaps the only answer for the one or two read quarterbacks of the world is the extinction of the old guard and an even playing field where the coach using him as a joystick with talent serving as the equipment advantage, deciding the game. Mm. Retirement rumors are again swirling about Brady. At this rate, though, Father Time's toughest opponent might really be able to play till he's 50 <laughs> because he's one of the precious few who still has the cheat codes. <laughs> <laughs> he has it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good stuff. Yeah, it was really good, man. I, I he, just can't. I, I just can't. It, it, you know, it's how you know just some of the decisions these coaches make. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's crucial points. You know, they say players, players win, players lose. Sometimes the decisions, you know, and schematically just put you in a bad position as a player, like going two man. Last play of the game, knowing, you know, Hill is the fastest player in the NFL, going man-to-man with him, mm-hmm. not bracketing him. I mean, you got to bracket him. You got to do something. Anybody's going to beat me, it's going to be Pringle or, or you, right. know, or, you know, somebody Hard- else. Hardman did beat, beat him yeah. in the overtime. They, they ran the same play to Hardman, and he took it for a big play. Exactly, man. So, that's tough, man. That's just tough, man. You know, it's just, it's it's one of those things. You know, I, I I look at it, and they just got so many weapons in Kansas City, but you look at Mahomes and the way he can architect. He's an architect at, at, at running those plays. You know, I was trying to say, well, the schematically was Big Red. Mm-hmm. He has a lot to do with it, but those athletes, man, have I think have more to do with it than anything. You know, his his his. The way he picked his team, the way he picked his players, just put him in a great position to be successful. And you got to give you got to give Big Red the the thumbs up on that. Right. You know, right now they're what yeah. are they number one as far as um as far as you know winning the Super Bowl right now, don't you think? Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and Buffalo took two timeouts in that sequence. Right. As a defense with their defense on the field. What the hell are they discussing in those timeouts? Absolutely. It's like, you know, who's got who's gonna double them this time? That should have should have been what it was. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, they're they're definitely the uh the odds on favorite. I, I would say it would be 
it'd be them, the Rams. I don't know. Would the Niners be the the well, third you know, favorite? We know this, they have they have played up to expectation when you go, talking about going against a team that they have the upper hand over. Shanahan has the upper hand over McVay. Yeah, I think he's won in the last six in a row. Yeah, well, seven yeah. in a row now, isn't it? Um, I, I think he's won the last seven in a row. Well, either way, he's 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 dominated him. That's a three point line, three and a half point line that hasn't moved. And Rams at home. Rams at home. Yeah. Mm. I'm hoping that's I'm hoping these games they're not going to equal last weekend. I get it. No, no. But I just hope that they're competitive. Right, right. You know, right. I don't need overtime drama. I don't need 25 points scored in the final two and a half minutes. But I, I'd like to have get these games being undecided, you know, with about eight minutes to go. Well, you know, we did we, one thing we didn't make note of. The Honey Badger didn't play for a substantial point in that game. Now imagine if he was playing. I don't know if you'd have had all those those uh, big plays. You know, he's just good enough to, to go out there and stop all that. But he was out the game. You know, he, he wasn't in the game during those times. You know, he went out. All right. Yeah, he, would have, he had the concussion early. Right, right. When, we, we, when they showed him going up the tunnel, it was, it was like, oh, man, that, right. could, be, that could be huge. It he, was huge, but it, I mean, they 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 won in spite of it. But you know that yeah. that was a crucial, crucial injury. It really I was, was. Going, I, it, and it was a major factor because they pretty much did what they wanted to do with those receivers after that. Um, now playing against this Cincinnati Bengal team, man, I believe they can score with anybody you know in in the league. You mm-hmm. know, the, the talent they have at the wide receiver position puts them in a great, great um a great opportunistic place to you know just put up points on Kansas City and, and score point for point with Kansas City. Yeah, and they played Kansas City in the regular season and I think they came back from a pretty big deficit to right. win that game at yep. home. Yep. Um that was one of the more exciting games uh, coming down the stretch in December if I remember correctly. So I I think the biggest advantage that um the Kansas City has is number one experience of being in this being at this point. Right. And that home field is a really big big home field advantage so that's you know that's three things yeah been there before home field advantage and number three that offensive line sucks uh, for cincinnati yes yeah. i mean they suck suck man yeah i mean it's gonna be tough for them to really do anything against that that you know that defensive front but i mean go. jamar chase t higgins boyd phew, that's rough, man. Yeah. That's rough. You know, you think, Honey Badger's ready to get back. He better be back and ready to play. You think they'll be able to keep all those guys together? Uh, yeah, they're all young. None of those guys really have big contract. I think um, Boyd is the only guy with the big contract. Well, I mean, Chase was taken high in the draft, at least. Well, yeah, he was the yeah, number five pick, of, wasn't he? Yeah. Number four of number five, five pick. Or, yeah, probably five. Uh, Higgins was a second, round, second rounder. Um, yeah, Cincinnati I'm, outscored them 17 to three in the second half to come back and win that game. See, so you say there's a chance, yeah, there is. sometimes you're just too dumb to realize you're not supposed to be there. I know exactly, and I, and I think and that I think might be Cincinnati, yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't know that they're not supposed to be as good as they are, they, yeah, they're, they they're like a year, right, going with they, the flow. they're like a year or two ahead of schedule here, right? Being in the <laughs> AFC championship game. So, what if they go out there and draft an offensive line? 
make some free agent trades. Right. That's instant stability for that team. Yeah, because that that quarterback, he's got the it factor too. Yeah, he man. does. Yeah, he, he does. He really does. You know, I, I was just he got swagger. That. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, he's got it all, man. He's like you said before. Yo, I'm I'm tired of this underdog scenario. You know, we're just good enough. We're just a good team. We're good enough to be out there and play. We're good enough to win. You know, and I love that. I love that. All right, here we go. Will baseball get back to work? Asks Bob Whitebread. No, not not in your household. <laughs> I was actually watching a little bit of uh, MLB Network, the Ken Burns thing. They keep running at late night. And I popped oh, it on last night for about 20 minutes. Yeah. I, that, that's the baseball I watch anymore. And, and I, it, you know, now that the Hall of Fame, I guess Bonds and Clemens and all these guys, I think it's the last time that they can be voted on by the, you know, without going through like the Veterans Committee or whatever. Right. They're not going to get in, are they? I don't think so. I would I vote, so. I'd they're, vote for they're them. Gonna stick, they're going to be sticklers, man. Yeah. They're going to be sticklers. I think, man. I, I, regardless, man. I, I'm not gonna lie, man. Maybe they didn't let them take steroids, bro. Because that was I great know. baseball back then. You're man. Damn right. <laughs> it was great baseball back then, man. I, I mean, right. I enjoyed it. Uh, me too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not a hypocrite. <laughs> I was watching it. I signed up. Let's go. And I know I'm wrong for saying it, man. But hey, I'm just gonna tell the truth. Yeah, man. I know. Give, give me, give me 70 home runs a game, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want McGuire to be out there, bro. Yeah, this is the last year the ba- the writers can select either Bonds or Clemens, right, for the Hall of Fame. Come on, man. Clemens yeah. was that smoke, bro. Yeah. He- <laughs> Come on, man. Get him back there, bro. Dude. I mean, I used to talk Clemens, the big unit. Make it, you know, it was real baseball back. Then. I know, I know. It was good. <laughs> I got to admit, it was good, and it's not anymore. What, what they call them, the Bash Brothers, whoever they were. Uh, when they had uh, McGuire and Conseco together, Conseco in, in Oakland, yeah, yeah, playing for Tony Larusa. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That was pretty good stuff. I love the corruptness. I mean, you look, see, that's chaos for you. You right, love that, right? You see, now you're coming around in my way of thinking, Barrett. Sports were better back then. Yeah, they were. Man. At least yeah, baseball, baseball was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I love know. it, man. Uh, tomorrow we can get into that free agent list and, and that I sent you. That was a great, great free agent list too, bro. Yeah. We'll I can't do that. wait, man. Cause I mean, there's, there's so many guys that, you know, I was it like the Eagles will probably be 14 or 15 million under the cap. Mm-hmm. They're 14 or 15 million under the cap. Well, then, and then they have, uh, Carson's money comes off the books. Carson's money comes off yeah. the books. You have, um, Derek Barnett will be off the books. Right. Um, and that's 10 and what's million. What's that? There. 10. I think that's 10. Yeah. That's yeah. 10 million right there. Yeah. Um, D Jax will finally be off the books all the way. Alshon will be off the books all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Ertz money will be off the books all the way. Um, but there's a lot of guys they have to sign, like Jannard Avery will be up. Um, do you bring back Rodney McLeod? Do you bring back Harris? Right. Do you bring back Nelson? They signed. Well, I think they got to sign Singleton because he hasn't done a deal. If they're gonna bring Singleton back, yeah, they already gave. Um, they already gave uh, T.J. Edwards an extension. Right. 
Uh, is Brandon Brooks come back or does he retire? I think he retires. You think he's I, thinking about I, I, it? I wouldn't be surprised. With all the litany of injuries that he's had in the last couple of years, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Right. Um, um, this Super Bowl controversy um, is regarding the halftime show, Barrett. Do you know who the halftime show is? It actually looks pretty good. I No. Is it like Missy Elliott and all of them? No. It? Mary J. Blige. Okay. Snoop. Uh-huh. Dr. Dre. Uh-huh. Eminem and Kendrick Lamar. That's an all-star lineup. I don't know if they're, how they're going to have enough time for all those people to do something. They only have right. like 12 minutes, I think, is the allotted time. But there's a controversy now because they're looking for dancers and people to come on the field, you know, uh, during the performance. Uh-huh. And, of course, they don't pay anybody. I don't even think the artists get paid. To oh, do they this. don't. No, I don't think they do. I think it's it's always looked upon as the NFL gets away with it by saying, "Hey, the publicity you get and, you know, you know, the attention and everything, it's we don't have to pay you. It's the you know, Super that's, Bowl. That's, see, Everybody in the world's watching it." That's that's BS because, you know, like the NFL's a um, is a not-for-profit or, or, or I, I not for long, not for long. Yeah, but you know, they they're they're like a um a not-for-profit organization or 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 501 501 C3 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're that type of organization. They are. Yeah. They've been getting over for years, man. For years. And Uh, come on, man. Well, these, these people are pissed because all these people that come down on the field are usually actors and, you know, aspiring actors and dancers like, Uh you know, artists and stuff like that. And especially in LA, you'd think you'd get, you know, the pull of some of the best ones. Right. Yep. But they don't want to pay them. And they're going to ask of 72 hours of their time for work, for rehearsals, where you have to show up down there, I guess, or maybe show up at some other location to go over the choreography of the whole thing. And these people are not going to get paid and they're all pissed off. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. I would do it. You would do it for free. Yeah, I I I was interning at uh, NFL Films. Yeah, I know, but I mean... That was with, well. That's their job. That I mean, was they with, want. They that wanted... was with Baldy. <laughs> well, that's they should be saying the same. Here you're gonna. You're Snoop not gonna be with. You're gonna be not gonna be with Snoop. You're gonna be down there on the field, and you probably won't even get recognized. Oh, okay. that's what I, I'm talking I get about it now. now. I, I think it's it those now. people. I think it's, it's the people that usually they flood out to see with like glow sticks, and they hang out there and dance to oh, the thing. Well, I don't that, think it's that, the people that are on stage with them. Oh, see, that's if see, that's, that's the case, difference. then I that's would agree different. with you. I would right. agree with you. Like if you're up there on the stage right next to Dr. Dre doing your thing, you're gonna yes. get noticed. Exactly. Yeah. But if you're just a, you're just a. It's almost like you're an you know an onlooker, you know what I'm saying? Or you wanted the you wanted the people in the movies to just walking by uh-huh. in New York City, right? I understand now. now see, well, see, when I interned, I was there with Baldy, Stone right. Sharp, right? Ron Jaworski. You're gleaning their knowledge, right? Yes, <laughs> I got something to return for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh oh, look out! Here we go. South Philly T says, "Harry, respect you. Redeemed yourself, Jacob Media support sports supporter." There we go. See, <laughs> see how we tied all this up in one. We had to reel you in. I'm That's telling all. you, it's the way. We, it's the way we do it here. All right. How, how many times have we done that to people? Uh, they get they get to talking about we're, we're you know we're this we're that and all of a sudden bam they're sucked in. 91 LSXers. I think yeah. you started out the same way. I, I, 
I reach across the aisle, Barrett. You reach across the aisle. We unite people. <laughs> now these are my guys, you know, right. and gals now, right. you know. All right, He's Big Sills, people. Big Sills coming up at four o'clock, and word has it he's it's gonna talk o'clock? to the stream a lot. Wow. Yeah, it's one o'clock already, Barrett. Unless yeah. you wanted to stay later. <laughs> I gotta go hit the mountain troll. <laughs> I can't. Good luck. I'll see ya. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. 
Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.